If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is great to be with you. Happy Libations Friday. We made it. Loosey Goosey Game Weekend edition of the Jeff Cameron Show. I am Jeff. That is Tom. And that is Director Matthew to his right. You're you, and you're with us, and that's a good thing. Good to be with you. By the way, on Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. Want you to want you to know that because you could have made some money off my college sports book pick last night, and got to you know I'm posting that on the regular. There, guys, we're off to a roaring start, three and zero with yesterday's games: NC State, Western Kentucky, and Eastern Washington. Tom, you played the sounder for two of those games, and here your boy is. So there was somebody last night who asked on social media, hey, where's that graphic? Where is the graphic that that's, uh, we saw on the YouTube channel? So mm-hmm. I posted it to him. And I said, it's a little bit blurry. Let me go get the full graphic. He goes, no, this will do. So that, that tells me <laughs> that that particular person was just looking for the information. Just wanted the information. They zoomed in right away. They said, good enough. And yeah. I think they made a call. And if they made the calls on the Cat 5 horns, then they're A-OK. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening with the others that I had out there. Uh, but, uh, but also... In all seriousness, go like and subscribe on that college sports book. Uh, we're building that thing up, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And they're going to ask me to preview more games here next week. And I've got, um, I got, I got to dig deep in these numbers these days, Tom. I'm becoming even more of a degenerate, but for a good reason. They're paying me to do so, and so I, you know, it's the right thing. And I, I, it, I aided you and everybody else yesterday with that. Now I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hit at 100 percent, of course, not even 70 percent. Well, let's not count out the possibility of hitting 70 percent. Hot damn. Big Daddy's done it again. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's also hope Florida State is ready to play football on Sunday night. Uh, the, the the action last night was fun. I watched uh, all of that Ohio State-Minnesota game. Minnesota's got a really good offensive line. They're going to be able to run the football uh, against most Big Ten teams, I think. Uh, they just got out. Their secondary had no chance against Ohio State's receivers uh, in that second half. That's just, it's just too much. Too much speed. But 
even in the first half, there yeah. were just some misses from Stroud. Yeah, that first true. throw, the first throw he offered up the right sidelines. Mm-hmm. I'm watching with Jamie. I go, whoa. Because you know, I don't, I've seen a lot of things, man. We've seen a lot of great quarterback play, especially here. Feels like eons ago, but we did. Yeah, we did. And then we watched the pros very closely. That kid with that little motion, it's a compact motion. The ball explodes, explodes down the out field. Of his hand, yeah. Uh, so you saw my guy, uh, Travion, the, uh, the uh, running back on the screen go to the house. Uh, that's the freshman, and of all their running backs, he's the one that will emerge as the guy. He's a different kind of player. They they're loaded, and Ryan Day is a great coach, and they don't, you know, that's a real test on the road. And and you got to give Minnesota credit. I oh, thought yeah. they played really well. I mean, they played about because they ran the ball on Ohio State, and I I think that plays moving forward for them. Uh, you know, I'm not a big row the boat guy, but I will say. Well, that fourth and one was gutsy. Yeah. And it changed the fortunes of the first half, and it put the game in doubt. The yeah. game was not in doubt until the fourth and one, and then at halftime you're thinking, well, I don't know, another careless turnover, who knows? Yeah, I, I enjoyed the game. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, and, and I enjoyed, really, I flipped around all night long uh, for lots of reasons, obviously, but mainly because I love football, and we were able to, you know, I, you learn things too. It, it's not just the gambling or anything like that. It's 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 learning, especially when you have teams playing last night that Florida State has to play. And I, you know, you want to deep dive there. You want to go back and and look. And man, NC State, I was already a little worried about because of the lines of scrimmage. And look, Devin Leary didn't even play that well, but they're big up front and they're deep and they're strong. And that it, we we have to worry about it many 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 weeks from now. They looked the part. I know USF isn't any good, and that's why I said everybody yeah, make sure you grab NC State and give the 19. That or- was off by a lot. It just, even early in the week, I was like, what in the hell? It does strike you as weird, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it was 18, 18 and a half earlier in the week. I'm like, really? That's what it's going to... USF? The team that beat the Citadel? And nobody else. Well, I'll tell you a game right now, and I'll get into Florida State here in a second. I- I'll tell you a-, a game that I think most people are looking at and scratching their head. And it tells me that Vegas just doesn't believe in the coach. And that's the UCLA-LSU game. Why on earth would LSU only be a three-point favorite against UCLA, given what UCLA has been under Kelly and before Kelly and really, period, the last 10 to 15 years? Why would what, how is that possible? If you just looked at recruiting rankings and you just looked at depth of talent and you looked at the two leagues and all of that, you'd say that wouldn't you just – if I had asked you in the offseason, give me a line for a potential LSU-UCLA game, even if I told you it's in the Rose Bowl, what would you have said? 10, 12? I don't know if I would have gone that high. It's around a touchdown, though. Because, he, again, they're on the road. You factor that in. And so the net differential is two scores. Right. But since it's on the road, that yeah. puts you right around a touchdown, six and a half, seven and a half. Yeah, agreed. I, I just find it odd, and I think they're they're saying two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to you with Ed. Um, they bring in two new coordinators. They got it. They, you know, we'll see. But that's a low number, man. For that the, number for was the talent differential. For the record, too, that number was that low before Ida. You know, derailed what they were doing day to day in Baton Rouge. So that's not that's not no, a weather not a reaction, related number. Right. That's two weeks ago. I, I heard Sharps talking about it at four and a half and five and a half. Yeah, it's strange to me. Uh, I, I I think it's really really odd. Uh, I would also note if UCLA is going to pull off that upset, 
Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to have to play a lot better. He looked like ass in that game against Hawaii. And the thing is, he didn't have to be good. He threw for 130 yards. He completed 50% of his passes. That's it. He didn't. He wasn't good. I think I remember reading when I was prepping for that, I think his QBR was like 40. It was awful. So that he's got to be a lot better because they're going to get some one-on-one matchups because LSU is going to challenge him and say, look, we don't think you have the players. He's got to hit those throws. Uh, the Carbonate kid at running back is a good player. Uh, you know, we saw that last week. Uh, the Britton Brown kid's a good player. They've, UCLA's got an offensive line, and they've got a couple of backs that I like. They need the quarterback, DTR, as his friends call him. Yeah, it's absurd how much you know about other teams now. I uh, just I'm watching the games carefully. This is this is another level though. Like every team now, you know like four of the players' names. Like for real, it's not like that guy. Twelve, you know, you're like you know the, you know twelve's name. You know where he went to high school. <laughs> you know that I don't know. He's got a blind side to his right. You know. Well, it's uh, it's it's you got if you're gonna put it out there, if you're gonna put your name on it, you got you really don't want to leave it up to chance. So it's it's hard enough to present games and pick sides. You know, it, with the number. Uh, but you 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 don't want to be sitting there kicking yourself thinking I didn't research this I didn't I didn't really spend the time necessary to get a feel for these teams. What it does mean, unfortunately, for my wife and kids, is a whole lot of going back on the iPad while watching one game, and then they go to commercials, and I'm I'm watching another and I and, believe and, that. and redoing plays because there's also the matter of Florida State football. So well, my goodness, I'm all, I'm all in on that, and obviously we've been to those practices. And speaking of which, it is game weekend. Here we go. I was excited. I was on this morning here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio with Greg Tish, and he was taking scores. He asked mine, uh, and I what did I say? I think I said something like 38-24, something like that for Notre Dame. Uh, I I just there's a physical aspect to this Notre Dame team that has been in place, even though there are a lot of changes that I, I think make it very challenging for Florida State. I don't. This is not the game I would have picked for Florida State to open with in a rebuild. I would not have said let's play this team. Uh, now, admittedly, if you have to play this team, you want to play them here in Game One while they're going through those changes. But I, I just think from a matchup standpoint, you could have. You could have said, well, pick another good team. Pick another top 15 type team that who that you could play that has name recognition that's a better matchup for Florida State, and I would have probably picked a lot of other teams than Notre Dame. I just have a hard time seeing Notre Dame getting into the upper 30s because of the tempo that they want to run and the overhaul they've had on their offense. I don't think this is a hapless Florida State defense. Now, of course, that is one of the major questions in this division, in the ACC, is like, you know, Will Florida State play defense that looks anything like how they used to play defense? Mm -hmm. Sure, and that's a fair thing to wonder. Just in seeing what I've seen since spring to now and the improvements on defense where it looks like, on the very basic level, you've been asking this question for a year, are they coordinated? It looks like they are. And the way that Notre Dame doesn't want to run 95 plays without turnover help, I don't know how Notre Dame gets to 35, 38 points. Now, if we turn the ball over, sure, sure, they could get there, but... I don't know if this game is played fairly standard. Turnovers are one to one at the end of the game. That's an awful lot of production out of an offense that doesn't have an explosive playmaker at quarterback and has a lot of question marks on the O line. They don't have a question mark at running back, and the offensive line typically has been able to reload and not rebuild. So I'm banking on the fact that they will do just that. I hope I'm wrong. It'd be great. But I did go back and look and see. Who are these kids that are replacing the four all-American linemen that they had? And obviously we know one of them is Kane Madden because we wanted him. 
Uh, and we tried. If, man. if you look up at the other, if you look at the other group, you start to really kind of realize that those were all very highly touted, well thought of offensive linemen that were recruited by everybody, and they're not replacing the guys from a year ago with the slappies we've had. They're 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 playing, you know, some guys that have a chance to be really really good and play on Sundays. They also have uh, one of the one of the best tight ends in the country, so. That is problematic. Um, big 6'4", 250, uh, can really run, made an impact as a true freshman a year ago. I do think we have guys that can cover them. They're probably not linebackers. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, I, I think you're going to have to use maybe a, you know, one of the corners. Agreed, but like, let's just say we're looking at a Wake Forest game later in the season, or I'm trying to think of another example, maybe North Carolina, an offense that wants to move it a little bit. Mm-hmm. The way we're going to have to play this game and win is four yards and five yards at a time, right? Get Stay ahead of the chains so that we have perfect balance pre-snap where the defense has to honor both run and pass. We can't go down the field three plays, 75 yards. We don't have that type of explosiveness unless we've got a trick play up our back pocket or somebody just like falls down in the secondary. You need something like that to happen. So if we're going to play it slow, and Brian Kelly isn't exactly you know Gus Malzahn out here trying to run it as fast as he possibly can, that's why I think that this game isn't necessarily, you know, 41-31 or 41-28. It just lends itself without something wild happening to being fewer possessions and, and a lower total. That's all I'm getting at. What do you think the margin is? You could pick it instead of being that high scoring. Do you think it's a two-score game? You think it's a one-score game? Are you picking Florida State to win? Uh, I did on the uh, on the matchup analysis piece on on the uh, on the site. Were you just being a, a homer? What happened? I don't know. It sounds like you have some regrets. Like you may have let uh, I've been back and forth. carried away on it. No, I've been back and forth on it. It's just that I think first games are weird. First games are weird for like Ohio State back in fourteen. Remember the Virginia Tech game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they lost that game, turned around, played for the national title. Right, and, yeah. exactly. Like weird things happen on week one. Ohio State almost had something like that happen to them. Now it's easier for them with a, a freshman or, or first year quarterback, quarterback to have that road, issue on right, the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it, this is not the time when you're running at absolute peak efficiency, and when you have that much going on, that's brand new, new coordinator, new bodies on offense. It could be a little bit disjointed from Notre Dame's perspective, which might allow us to to stay in it. I think if you're looking at continuity, even though we have a lot of transfers, I feel like we've got more continuity in what we're trying to do than they do. And we've got the home field advantage, and it's going to be a raucous atmosphere. All those things can add up to keeping it around a score or two. And then if you get lucky with hidden yards or a turnover or two, there it is. The game could be won. It's not a hopeless endeavor like it would have been last year. So I brought up the tight end, and somebody asked about it on the chat, and since we're already jumping right into Notre Dame's depth chart and looking at this team and talking about what this game feels like, uh, the guy I'm referring to is Michael Mayer. He's the sophomore who you've seen if you watch the tape. You know how good he is. And, you know, it's it's people are asking who – because I said aloud, I was kind of, you know, who's going to cover him? And Chris writes, uh, you know, Amari could cover that tight end. No? Eh, I don't know. We'll see. The, the the Amari Gainer question is is just seemingly on the minds of uh, many all the time because he's either going to take a huge step forward and become the player that his body type suggests he should be and that we hope he is uh, this year and and put to rest uh, this sort of thought that he's a he's a bit of a tweener and we haven't been able to figure out what to do with him maybe maybe he takes that step forward 
Uh, or he's just going to be that guy that we kind of feel a little empty about. And I don't mean personally, obviously. He's a good kid, hard worker. Uh, I just mean, you know, when you see a player in a uniform who looks like he does, you think, oh, man, that guy gets off the bus and people pay attention. But that body type has not translated into dominant play on the field. And so I don't know if he can cover that guy. I, I'm i curious. They'll use him some, some – uh, there's no doubt he's going to get some snaps on him in, in coverage. Uh, but I, I think you're probably going to have to use like a Jerrion Jones if – Right. You know, or somebody well, you've like got that. options. You've got actually you quite do. a few options there. You could use the Loach, right, if you want to look at a linebacker. Uh, Green McKnight maybe because he's a, gonna, he's a combo-type yeah. player. Uh, Travis J could in the slot. He certainly has the wingspan to match up against a tight end. We'll see, you know, if there's some physicality and the referees let things go. How much Travis J can get involved in the hand fighting? Kevin Knowles is somebody they're fast tracking. They keep talking about him right up to kickoff that he's going to get a ton of snaps. That's a player who has the toughness. So I don't know as a true freshman maybe if he's strong enough to handle that assignment. But you've got three or four options to throw at that particular player. I don't know that we did two seasons ago. You at least have candidates this time. Oh, around. we're better. We're more equipped to engage in this battle. I, I we are. There's no doubt, and they're better prepared uh, because they had a a semblance of an off season that is uh, normal. Finally, yes, that happened. That's good. There's real buy in. They upgraded some spots through the transfer portal. So you're better equipped to to compete in this game. Uh, you're you're not as deep as you need to be uh, to to win this game straight up without a little bit of help. Uh, now, that help could very well be that uh, you've got an average quarterback at Notre Dame who could make a mistake or two, uh, who's not likely to hurt you with his legs uh, all that much. Uh, it could be that the, the home crowd makes an impact, the atmosphere really. You know, college football, we see this. It's unlike pro football. Pro football, they don't give a damn home or away. You go on the road, good teams beat teams all the time on the road. College football, you do. You see it, kids. As I like to say, subject to the whims of emotion, it is going to be emotional in there on Saturday. And if you hang around and you and you believe and you start to gain some confidence, you garner some belief because you make a few plays and you pick yourself up and you go tit for tat and we get to a fourth quarter at night, Doak Campbell place is really loud. Now all of a sudden fans, players, coaches, all they believe. You could make Notre Dame doubt themselves. You could see some things there. That Yeah, that's possible, and that's a scenario by which – Florida State does win the games. I'm not saying they can't, but I I do think they're going to need a little help. I think they're going to need a turnover or two. I think they're going to have to win the hidden yards and special teams, which they very well might because I don't know that there will be a more prepared team on special teams this year, uh, week in and week out, than Florida State. They're really well coached in that regard. Well, that's where even if, let's just say, you play the field position game, Notre Dame gets you pinned back inside your 15-yard line, fair catch the 11. A couple of first downs are critical because Mastromano, if he kicks – like he, uh, if he kicks in the season like he did in camp, right? And Mike Norvell was on the record talking about this, so this is not a secret. But you get to the 30 or the 35-yard line, you let that kid boot it, you're going to be in pretty good position. You're going to put yourself in position to play the field position game, which, again, is something that we weren't able to do. Like, no facets of football that are necessary to score an upset were we good at for the last two or three years. You might have at least two or three facets of the game that you're respectable at. And at that point... Turnover luck goes your way. Yeah, yeah. Things more things are within reach this season than before. Yeah, that's a better way of saying it. I think more things are in reach. We're not saying it's gonna happen. I'm not even. I, obviously, I picked Notre Dame to win the game by two scores. I mean, I, you know, I, even with all of this improvement and buy-in and belief that they're better, 
Uh, I still think they have a long ways to go. There's a reason that that number is five and a half out in Vegas and that uh, you're encouraged to take the under from the odds standpoint. I, th- th- this is a, a rebuild, and it's difficult. But they do have some better pieces than they had a year ago, and they are in a better set of circumstances. than they- Last year was disastrous. You could not have you could not have f- dreamt of a, a worst-case scenario for a new staff than what happened last year. You know, and that's a shame. Uh, but you can't continue to wallow in that. we we got to see real progress, and that's what we're all hoping for. And, hey, I will say this. If somehow they win this game, and I don't want to make it sound like it's, you know, climbing Everest or something like that, it, w- it would be an upset. They are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. It would be a monumental upset because of the recruits that are in town. Maybe not necessarily the game like it's Clemson rolling in in week one. But if you were able to score that with the kids in town, what a moment that is. That's a humongous – I mean, it changes everything about how many signatures you're going to get in December. Yeah, I would think it'd go a long way. Probably so. Uh, But I I think in terms of if you spring the upset – well, you have just fast-tracked that confidence that the team has been lacking. You fast-tracked that to a place now where you'll go in anywhere believing um, that that you can win the game. Now, that, that doesn't mean it's a reality, but they'll believe from that point forward, and that's good. I don't want this lingering thought of, I think we can, I think we can. I want some belief. I want players to take over. The other thing that's very basic in college football that we've seen in the ACC when we were the big bad Florida State or in other conferences that we really like about certain programs, when you get a good coach, when you get a really good coach, they are unbelievably adept at closing the gap, the talent gap between two teams. Like, what if... Let me just throw it out there. Crazy idea. What if Mike Norvell's really good at his job? Well, he was really good at his job at Memphis. He faced this defense not once but twice, obviously, against Cincinnati. And he's able to move the ball and score points and win those games. And they were outgunned. And Yes, and they have. he has proven himself in that regard. Now, there are question marks still, and we, we know what they are. Um, you know, Adam Fuller is under a tremendous amount of pressure. When you talk to Adam Fuller, you walk away thinking, that's a guy that can get it done. When you look at the film of Adam Fuller and his defenses, whether at Memphis or here, you go, I'm not so sure Adam Fuller can get that done. So that that's a bit of a problem. This is a show-me season, probably more so for him than any other coach on this staff, without question. I mean, that's the guy that everybody's like, mm-hmm, come on, man. Can't be out here having people rushing for 20 yards of carry. Let's, let's get it together. And that is unwatchable, by the way. That is, There can be a lot of things wrong with a team. If you can't stop the run, I can't watch you. I can't do it. It's just you're wasting your time, and it's emasculating, humiliating. That's so, a five-foot dribbler on the first tee. It's uh, a non-competitive it's, shot. It's just not it's even, not competitive. You're like, ooh, it's a par five, right? It's a par, <laughs> that's a, this is a tough I've never done that. Oh, man. For as good a golfer as you are. It happens all the time. It happens all the time with you, at least once. Uh, every other round. Is. It's funny. It's like Tiger with the chip and yips. Well, the, you know? good news, <laughs> but, but the good news for you, because you're good at golf, is you, you, you've you done and you've done it enough that you kind of just chuckle and go up and hit another shot and you're all right. That would throw me for a loop, and I have done it. But if I... Yeah, my, I mean, my I, thought I, is... I, my man know. here to my right, Tom, my producer, and, and I are dear friends, and we're also like golfing buddies. So I've golfed more with him in a short period of time of being dear friends than I have anybody else in my life by far. And 
we both know each other's go-to miss or strength or club that the one likes and the other doesn't or whatever it might be. You know when I pull out that utility, you're like, oh, he's going to yep, get this yep. well. Yeah. <laughs> You've even said it, but or but, the tee shot on the final hole. Where whatever that's just always going to be piped. It's piped right down two ninety to three hundred five. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm like, well, yeah. there it is. Legit you, you, too. You usually just laugh. You're like, mm-hmm, there, it there it is. Yeah. You hate that too because uh, you don't remember it. You always forget it. I'm like final hole. You're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get mad. But anyhow, I know usually once every two times you're going to just top one. It's going to go five feet, and I'm just going to be like, what the. Yeah. What the hell? And by that, it's like 20 yards. But yes, I'm like, all right, I'm going to make bogey. It's no (laughs) big deal. I'm going to hit a four iron. going to hit it right down the middle. And we're going to get on the green. And maybe if I make a 30-footer, I don't know what it is. You know, actually, I do. It's in high school. I hit the ball like a buck 20. So... That's what are you is. worried about it? I mean, I don't know. Like, no, I'm just <laughs> there's there's a part of my life where I'm used to have, hitting my third oh, my birdie shot, shot yeah. from like a 110 out. Boy, folks are geared up and ready to go today. That's good. I like it. I see it on Twitter. I see it on the chat. I see it uh, in the emails. All everybody's ready to go. That's good. We'll get to some of those questions. We'll talk. It's Libations Friday. It's uh, loosey goosey. It's game week. How about that? Bunch of games last night to dissect. Talk about a little bit there. So yeah, we get a full slate on a Friday too. By the way, and we yeah. got a party tonight. Over at Horizons Bar and Grill around 5 o'clock, 5.30. Got another big one on Saturday, oh, yeah, Corner do. Pocket Bar and Grill. I'll oh, that, tell you all about that. That graphic will be up during the break. Oh, you can you're believe damn that. damn right it will be. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. God's own dying son. Dun, 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 dun. Hope you're well. You should be. It's Libations Friday. It's a loosey-goosey edition. It's game weekend. It's time for Florida State football on Sunday. Uh, a large and uh, rather riveting set of games tomorrow afternoon will be at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill beginning at 2 o'clock off Appalachian Parkway for Libations Friday on a Saturday fest here. Uh, and it's going to be fun as we say thank you to all of you. That's what this is about. It's a listener appreciation party, and uh, if you're able to make it, we uh, we really appreciate that. If you can't, I understand as well, but uh, we're, we're going to be there, and we're going to watch that Alabama-Miami uh, game. We're going to watch Alabama boat race Miami, although I hope that's not true. What? Well, I'm not rooting for Miami, but I'd like to see a competitive football game. I'd like to see a little something. No, no, no. I'd like to see some vulnerability from Alabama. There's plenty of other games for vulnerability and competitiveness. <laughs> this is just touchdown after touch. It's the house game. It's yeah. like the casino winning. That's Alabama. To seven type. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It gets you some oh, of that. Oh, my God. Well, North yes. Carolina basically did that to uh, Miami last year in Miami. So then it's possible. It is possible. I mean, Miami scored. Miami gave up 60-plus points in that game. Miami will throw up a game every now and again where you're like, "Woo!" They play a good six-game schedule. Man, alive. When their dreams are off the table, they'll just call it a day. Take some ass kickings in their own house on the regular. So here's a behind-the-curtain question for mm-hmm. you, and it's going to make you freak out a little bit. I'm sorry. Am I supposed to be calling Lee Sterling right now? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I All think right. so. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think you are. You want me to dial them yeah, up? Yeah, I think you should. We may have missed All our right. window. Find All out. Right. Oh you want my to promo goodness. the event? I'll give him a call. He's in the middle of calling. One thirty, right? Yeah, he's in the middle of calling the other station. <laughs> hey, hey! Oh man, yeah. Paramount Sports, Lee Sterling. See if you can get a hold of him. Uh, in the in the interim, yeah. He just he just he just texted. Call him right now. <laughs> We were supposed to have Lee on. Sorry, everybody. Uh, as we want to do over the years, we have Lee Sterling to join us and pick his games, and uh, we're going to do it right now. He got an extra plug out of this, though. I'll tell you that. That's pretty funny. Was he mad? <laughs> no, no, he's <laughs> no, fine. I, well, I, I, I'm mad calling the old station was what I was thinking. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, joins us for like year 20 in a row. Lee, how are you, brother? I'm good. How can you not be good with college football starting? You're damn right. I apologize for the lateness of things. We forgot our schedule was so off. My, my esteemed producer, Tom Lang, here was like, aren't, on the air, said, aren't I supposed to be calling Lee Sterling right now? <laughs> uh, so, okay. Hey, we're not in midseason form yet. No, we're not. We're not. You and I takes us about a week, so we'll be ready next week. Hey, so we're good, man. I got off to a great start last night. I hope you did, too. I had the easy blowout win for NC State. I also had Western Kentucky over Tennessee Martin. I had. I even had Eastern Washington. Lee, we're off to a good start, baby. Oh, I lost to Central Florida. So, Oh, buddy. Missed two-point conversion. Did me. You know what's amazing is I told I had some friends over watching the game, and and they're like, oh, we can still come back. And I said, no, we're done. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, when you have a pick six of more than 80 yards against you. The stat, yeah. Percent of the time. It's, a, it's, a, it's generally a 14-point swing. Man, that is, uh, you know, I, I am not a believer in Gus Malzahn, by the way. I didn't well, like that I hire. Think he's, I think he's actually better than, than Josh Heupel. So. Well, we'll see. I, yeah. I, I think he's at a point in his career where I kind of roll my eyes at him. I'm not real sure. And I don't know that last night proves anything, but that was an interesting way to start. It's a good thing for him and them. They came back to win that game. Um, UCF's got a good team, so this ought to be interesting. Well, let's, let's, how, many, how, how many times is Dylan? How many times is their quarterback Dylan Gabriel yeah. throw two horrific passes? Horrific passes. People horrific. people talk about him like he sure fire can't miss, and I don't see it. I'm kind of like mm. he doesn't have the arm. I don't think no. All right, here we go. Let's third teamer. Let's That's get it. to these games, yep. my brother, because you've yep. got some good ones here. I like every one of the ones that you threw up, so I'm interested in your thoughts. North Carolina minus five against Va Tech. I think the shine's off Justin Fuente. You yeah. When you were wrong. I, I thought he was the perfect fit for them. I thought after a year, I'm like, wow, this guy is going to be a tough out. But they're not developing quarterbacks. Quarterbacks want to leave there in droves. Their defense used to be known for defense and special teams. Number 103 out of 127 teams in defense last year. When they played North Carolina last year, North Carolina beat them and put up 56 points and 650 total yards and ran for Three ninety nine in that game. Look for Ty Chandler, the transfer running back from Tennessee, to have a big game here for the Tar Heels. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying they're on Clemson's level, but I think North Carolina's going to be really good. I like them here, 41-27. It is interesting with Justin Fuente. Everybody liked that hire. I sure did, and I talked to him at the ACC meetings. And if you go back to that first year, uh, obviously they win 10 games. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, he's on his way. But since that time, this is what it's looked like for folks listening at home. 10, 9, 6, 8, 5. That, that's right. what they've won. That, not, not impressive. LSU minus 4 against UCLA. Explain to me, Lee, I have a theory, but I want to hear yours. Why is this number so low? Well, it, was, it originally started off at 7. Yes. And, you know, maybe UCLA looking good 
I mean, they didn't have to even do anything. No, Hawaii's so well. terrible. That was awful. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and being displaced, um, I, I don't. This is going to be one of the first times ever. I'm really not picking many SEC teams against uh, their opponents. Usually, I'm, I just ride the SEC teams, and you make money. It's like a cash cow. But yeah. UCLA, this is by far their best team. They return 20 starters. When they're healthy, they're, they're skilled players. They're pretty darn good. I still don't believe in the LSU defense. They were stung last year, oh, 44 yeah. points on five occasions. I think we're going to look back 10 years from now and say, how did Ed Ogeron win a title? Well, we know it was the two Joes. That's how. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and he had talent. Yeah. So, I think wrong team's favorite. Give me UCLA, 40-34. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Uh, Clemson minus three against Georgia. I'll just tell you, it doesn't matter. I know you've got your pick. I took Georgia in this game, and I got it at three and a half. Uh, and so I like the hook. Uh, I they've got to have better quarterback play with JT Daniels, right? If he plays well, they're loaded everywhere else. Talk to me about this game. Well, I don't think he is next level. Okay, I, I don't think his. I know people that know him, and they're like, this dude is just doesn't have it. He pressure. I mean, what's his biggest win? He beat Cincinnati in a bowl. I huge win, Lee. Huge win. <laughs> I don't believe in Kirby Smart in big games. And I don't believe in Todd Monken's play calling. Watch his play calling. I think it's uneven. And they don't have receivers. I mean, th- their best receiver wouldn't hit the field for Clemson. Clemson has four guys, 6'3 to 6'4, that can run yeah. like the wind, yeah. can probably take a quarter off the top of a backboard in basketball in the gym. And I think all four guys, if they stay healthy, might be first rounders. They have the best defensive line in the country. Yes, they do. Four of those guys. And, and how about this, Dabo? Last time he lost two games in a year. The next year he went fifteen and zero. I, I think this price is cheap. Give me Clemson thirty to twenty. I'm hoping that having to start Clemson's offensive line is a weakness, Lee. That's one area that uh, I would be concerned about because we yeah. know George is good up front. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Miami's given nineteen. I mean, Miami's getting nineteen against Alabama. Alabama has largely beaten the brakes out of non-conference foes in these mm-hmm. opening games. Your thoughts on the Canes keeping this close or not? If it's game six, I lay 30. <laughs> but <laughs> it's game one. So watch, if you want to watch something, you got a little extra time, anyone out there, pop in the spring game. And the two things that young quarterbacks, inexperienced quarterbacks do, generally throw the ball late. Bryce Young doesn't do that. But when he has pressure, he usually does not step up. Almost every time he will roll away from it and scramble right. And I think Miami's going to come after him. I mean, if they sit there in a base defense – Alabama's just going to run right over them. But I don't know if, if if Alabama is at the talent level they were last year. They're really good, but they almost like the four horsemen. Maybe the best you know, quarterback, running back, two receivers we've ever seen on a team in college football. And they hit on Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian. I don't think Bill O'Brien's going to be the home run. I'm dying to see Saban and O'Brien go at it. Uh, on the sidelines here. So, Derek King, you know, maybe if he's, I think he's close to 100%, might be the difference. I think Miami keeps it close. I, I think Alabama wins 35 24. This is Miami's season. I'll tell you that right up front. They lose by 30, 40 points. You can, you, it'll be pick a section day for the Miami game. Oh, that's a thing of beauty. That's what I like to hear, Lee. There we go, buddy. There we go. All right, yeah. so finally, uh, we go to our game here, Notre Dame on a 7.5 against Florida State. Uh, I, I'm having a hard time getting there with Florida State. I want to, obviously, but uh, maybe you're more objective. What do you see in this game? Well, you know, 
maybe you're, they're catching at the right time. You know, to, to, I, don't, I, I think with some new players there for, mm-hmm. for Florida State, Andrew Parchman, I liked him at Kansas a lot. You know, he didn't have anyone that could throw him the ball. Uh, Johnson, defensive end, nice pickup. So are they there yet? No. But Notre Dame lost nine guys that got drafted. I do like their hire, Marcus Freeman from Cincinnati, yeah. as a defensive coordinator. But Jack Cohn, he's nothing. No, he's no world beater. I think he's overrated. So oh, Notre Dame also lost four or five starting offensive linemen. I think Notre Dame's going to win thirty-one twenty-seven. But uh, I'll take the seven and a half. I'll take I'll take a shot here with the Seminoles. All right, nice, nice game of the week yeah. for those that want to get it. Lee, we got a new audience you're talking to. Well, it's a, it's a large. Uh, largely the same audience, but we've grown yeah. it because we got a more strong, a stronger signal than ever before. You know, my profile's coming up, Lee. So let's get let's tell everybody yeah. how we get your game of the week, Mississippi and Louisville. Well, uh, I try to do things the right way. Use my real name. Uh, played college quarterback, although didn't see the field a whole lot, uh, but have a couple national championship rings at the FCS level to prove it. But uh, they're looking for someone that puts in the hard work and generally is going to win. Three out of four weeks, you might want to check me out, ParamountSports.com. You can buy picks uh, for the weekend, for the month, for the year. Also do basketball, hockey, uh, baseball, and UFC. It's all available, ParamountSports.com. Brother, be well. Good to talk to you again. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Take care. That's Lee Sterling uh, taking North Carolina, UCLA, Clemson, Miami with the points, and FSU with the points as well. So Now we've checked off all the preseason boxes. That felt good. It's official. It did feel good. Glad to have done it. Jeff Cabrera, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. <laughs> Jeff Cabrera, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. want to say thank you to a few folks out there. Let's go through and say thank you, as always, to Eric. Appreciate you, brother. Woo! Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also... Uh, I can't read that one. Is that Mr. Looks like Mr. P.A. Knowles. Yeah, that is Mr. P.A. Knowles. Or Mr. Pa Knowles. Yeah. Love the show, guys. Who do you think will take the first snaps at quarterback? Uh, I think Jordan Travis will start at quarterback. Uh, I I do. I I think um, there's just just reason to believe that uh, from the the amount of uh, reps and the consistency that we saw from him that he'll get an opportunity to to take the uh, first snaps at quarterback. At least at practice, he has, without question, improved um, in you know in terms of accuracy, throwing the football, touch, all of it. Uh, there's a there's a lot to like about what I saw from him in camp. Um, if it's a straight meritocracy and not based upon previous seasons and resume, right? Then it's Jordan Travis. Yeah, I think so. Uh, now again, McKenzie's played in big games and won them and played well. Uh, at least for a half in those games. So, you know, they've seen him do it, and he played well against Mike Norvell. So Mike's seen that against him as well. So I, I'm not saying they're going to ignore him and that he won't play. I just think that the way camp played out in my mind, it, it seems like Jordan will get the uh, bulk of the snaps in this game. Well, I think it's also fair to expect that this situation will be fluid throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got you've got issues for both of these quarterbacks with health, at least in the past, that you would say, can you bank on 12 games out of him? I don't think it's fair to bank on 12 games out of either of these two quarterbacks. You're going to need at least both. If I'm Chubba Purdy or Tate Rodemaker, I'm saying, my number's probably going to get called. Just judging on recent history, my number might get called, so I better get in all the quality reps that I possibly can. Maybe that's why it was part of the plan in Week 2 of camp. One thing I do want to see, and I we all know that 
you know, Jordan's electrifying with the ball in his hand as a runner, and he can make you miss in a phone booth. And he he had some runs last year that you're you just sitting there shaking your head. Think, why is our quarterback our biggest playmaker? You know, uh, as a runner, and 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 he was that. No, there's nothing. It's great that he has that element to his game, but you would like to see your receivers and running backs contribute a little bit. But for a very different reason, I want to see him succeed as a passer because now you really are dual threat. Now you really are a team that can game plan differently for every opponent, and you really give them an awful lot to have to prepare for. Oh, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare if you got a guy that can kill you with his arm in the pocket, a more traditional approach, and and convert on third down with tight window throws and keep a drive alive. But then you also have to worry about when they get him outside the tackles and call design runs, and, and they'll give him those run pass options. So, But let's hope in this game we see him throw the ball well for a lot of reasons. For, for starters, uh, because Kyle Hamilton's really good in the secondary, and if you uh, are wayward down the middle, he's going he's gonna to do something about that, uh, either in killing your receivers or picking it off. And I also think, and you, you and I talked about this before the show when we were driving in, we were talking a little bit about what we'll see. I do think Notre Dame will attempt to bully Florida State's wide receivers. Yeah. And I would do that because I don't know that there's anybody that has shown me they can get off a of press. Now, Parchment, let's let's see what he is because if he can if he can get down the field and force them to honor his speed, then all the underneath stuff opens up and it changes uh, what you can do in the passing game. Yeah, you might need over the top to open up the underneath like you're talking about. The other thing why you would challenge Florida State receivers too is because, and this is a self-scout from the coaching staff, Kenny Dillingham put it not so kindly in spring practice, we're not good at blocking on the perimeter. Well, we, we, we have not been. been. We haven't been, but th- I do think you got some guys more physical this year, so let's see. Well, but that would also lend itself to if Notre Dame's going to press up, right? You need to be able to win those battles mm-hmm. in case we've got little flares or, or bubble screens to the outside in which you got to make a man miss. Well, how many times have we seen it the last three seasons where you've got one guy to block two and you're trying to create an angle and we don't block anybody and it's a loss of three? And it's like, well, that's not going to work. Let's forget about that part of the playbook. Well, admittedly, it's a real tough ask uh, to block Cam Hart uh, out there on the edge and, and and have your you know have one of your wide receivers do that consistently well but they do have to show a willingness to do that and what you're talking about at times were guys that were disinterested Olay just completely disinterested sorry about the short segment but uh, I prattled on too long the one prior we gotta we gotta pay bills Jeff Cambridge 933 real talk radio War Chant TV so I do think welcome back Jeff Cambridge 933 real talk radio War Chant TV one of the reasons we're all so nervous, not just because it's the first game of the year and it's a good opponent, top 10 team, is because of uh, a question like this, for example, I think summarizes it pretty well. And that is, could this be the game that gives the program some momentum that it needs to take off? Uh, thanks uh, for that, uh, Gamer Champ, I think is what I read that was. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's true. It, it feels like if they could win it, it could really bolster the confidence moving forward in some of the other 50-50 games or even the ones in which they'll be prohibited underdogs. They won't They won't be big underdogs if they win this game in too many more games. They will, obviously, no matter what happens in this game, they'll be a big underdog to Clemson on the road. Uh, they'll be a fairly significant underdog against a few other teams. But those other games that we feel like hmm, could go either way, maybe 45% chance to win it, for example, the NC State game, that 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 would change that spread. I know we're not interested in spreads here. We're talking about a final record, a program taking a big step forward, 
a belief uh, being infused in these players. And, yeah, I think those things are possible with a win here. I actually think that uh, you could still get some of that even if you lose the game. It's it's a lot about how you play. Yeah, there are layers uh, that you know most fans, not not the screaming fans, but most fans can can see that there is improvement if the details are sound in A, B, and C category. Everybody's got like their things that piss them off, like sure. pre-snap penalties or or hidden yards and special teams, or you can't make a kick from anything you know, Nebraska 38 yards. does right, right, when you watch right, them play. Right. Yeah. So a lot of fans can see the improvement in those areas and the player buy-in. You see the look in their eyes that they're not giving up, that they're playing for each other, and you can get behind that. The question for me is, because this coaching staff has been so consistently messaging to recruits, to recruits, which is this is the important thing here. It doesn't matter what the fans think. How about what the recruits think? They have been consistently messaging that pardon our dust, we're trying to get better here. Mm-hmm. Will they see those little improvements, even if we don't win? And will it resonate with the recruits enough for them to stick to us and sign in December? Because think about it. Since we've had a December signing class, there has not been a routine year at Florida yeah. State. Yeah. There's been either a coaching change or COVID. So we could finally have a signing day in December in which maybe 80% of the kids, like for the other schools who are committed to us, will sign. But will they understand the nuance? That's the important thing. We're trying to message it as a coaching staff, but will they get it? Hopefully they do. I wanted to read this question because it's a good one. Kinsey wrote, hey, Jeff, what would you rather the post-game narrative be? One, a close win over a sloppy Notre Dame. Two, a close loss over a Notre Dame team that played like a true top 10 team. And I get what you're asking and why, but I'm going to give you the answer that doesn't necessarily reveal the team is that much more improved, and that is I want the win. And I don't care if Notre Dame looks like the worst team in the country because you can sell wins to those recruits that Tom just alluded to. Right. They're not going to be breaking down the film to note that Notre Dame just played terribly that night and turned it over for – they don't care. They just know the school that they're considering attending just beat Notre Dame in a battle of a a, a top-10 team at night with the the nation watching. And and they'll say, yeah, man – Looks like they're making progress. I kind of wanted to go there anyhow, hence the verbal. Now I'm seeing it on the field. All right. I can tell you, too, on a Sunday five years ago, I saw a great game where I thought Notre Dame and Texas were both top ten teams. And they weren't any good and they weren't. Yeah, so just take the win. Get the win. Always, yeah, take the win. You can work on your mistakes. You can improve from week to week, all those things. It's easier to do that after you play poorly and win. Hour number two forthcoming. Stay with. Stay with.